Are we recording? We are. Okay, great. <laughs> what a way to kick off. <laughs> <Really>? A little <laughs> really informal start to this one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, uh, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and your trusty producer, Riley Bray. And today we got a treat for you guys. We've got not one, but two yeah. Kirks in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, it's two of your favorite all-time guests together for the first time ever. With us today is Kevin Kirkpatrick. Yes, hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen Kirkman. Woo! Yes, hey, hi. <laughs> it's the two Captain Kirks. That's right, putting them together. Are you guys related? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you can yeah. tell, right? You're... Uh, Cousins? We were married. No, we were married and we were 14. And then yeah. we both legal. kept a piece of the, the married <laughs> exactly. name. A piece of the yeah. surname. Well, we found out we were related, so we're like, we can't stay <laughs> married. Oh, no. no. Oh. So we were like, we've been legally related and also familially related. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Did I ever tell you about the time I accidentally dated my cousin in Iowa? <laughs> no. Uh, I feel like everyone in Iowa let's has Let's do that right now. <laughs> let's do that right now. How did you accidentally... First of all, what were you doing in Iowa? Well, I, I moved there after high school. Oh, and, right. And uh, so I was taking an acting 101 class at the community college. It was the only class I was taking. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, a light load, light load. Uh, but there was this cute, <laughs> cute blonde girl in there. Um, and I'm, and, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to ask her out on a date. And so I did. And we went on a date and, uh, and then I told my mom about it. I was like, yeah, we're, you know, Chrissy Ronfeld. She's like, Ronfeld, those are your cousins. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, she's like, yeah, from your mother, from this side and that side. And I was like, fucking Iowa. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. You'd be that closely really Did you kiss her? I don't think we kissed. No. Oh, so God. I know. Well, that's fine. Yeah, kissing cousins. I think it's fine. Isn't like marrying your cousin legal in most states? I think so. Not your not. first cousin. <laughs> no, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. Um, <laughs> but it happens. You know, that stuff happens. Anybody else accidentally date a relative in this room? <laughs> nope, no. just me. I think I'm good. Okay. Mm. Mm. I still wanted your story to be like, Oh, I went to Iowa to live with my aunt, and there was this girl across the hall. <laughs> right. Her right. bedroom was just anyway. Anyway, it seemed convenient cute. enough. Yeah. So I just remember I'm thinking, a, "Oh, great! I'm a man of opportunity." It does so. make sense. So I've read somewhere that people are attracted to people that have like a similar face. Yeah. So you were just attracted to your own genetics. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I might buy that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're a narcissist. Yeah. I like a diff very different face. Than <laughs> yeah, I would really appreciate it if they not look like this fucking face. Oh, boy. <laughs> you do. Your your type is not at all your, your type no. at all. Mm -mm. I'm just saying. No. No. <laughs> Uh, for those listening, I have Aqualand features, <laughs> <laughs> and my preference would be for just a whole lot of meaty nose and face. Yeah, right. <clears throat> All right, here we go, guys. Meaty nose. Cousin marriage law in the United States by state by state. Um, first cousin marriage is allowed in Alabama, in Alaska, in California, <laughs> okay. Colorado, Connecticut, D.C., Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, in Illinois, only if both parties are 50 or older or one is infertile. Okay. Right. Whoa. That's what I was going to say. You're not allowed to have kids, though, right? Mm, in Illinois, you're not. That means, uh, that's good. Indiana, it's, it's 
legal only if both parties are 65 or older. First of all, who are these lonely <laughs> old people <laughs> hooking up with their cousins? I was not looking so bad, though. It didn't make the list. So, uh, Maine, uh, proof of genetic counseling from a genetic counselor. That's right. all it says under there. I mean, uh, 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 if I'm not listing it, it's no. Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, but only certain types. Wow. I don't understand what that means. New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina. Yes, except in the rare case of double first cousins. Ooh. You can't get... Wait, how would a, du- a double first cousin would basically be like your twin, wouldn't it? Or uh, like your know. sibling? <clears throat> Genetically, they would just be like a sibling. Perhaps. If you have... If they're first... That means that... Oh, man, I can't do the math on yeah, that one. No. I know someone at home can figure it out. Rhode Island, South Carolina, Tennessee... Utah, only if 65 or older, or both are 55 or older, with a district court finding of infertility in either party. Vermont and Virginia, and finally with Wisconsin, only if the woman is at least 55 or either is permanently sterile. Okay, great. Aren't you at 55 anyway? What? Well, no, I don't, I mean, people are having babies at 55 now. Yeah. Ladies are carrying children at 55. Mm-hmm. But not like naturally. Yeah, I don't know. know. That seems up there. Well, and I, I guess I got to look... get on the back on the Google. <laughs> oh no! I no, wanted to good. look up my thing. Genetic sexual attraction is a theorized concept in which a strong sexual attraction may develop between close blood relatives who meet as adults, but it's being criticized as pseudoscience. And a more mm. scientific article says genetics play a role in who you're attracted to. It's usually opposites attract, and it's determined by your immune system. So mm. that sounds like it was written by a scientist who wants to make out with his sister. <laughs> 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 we'll accept though. This whole show pseudoscience science so we'll we'll take it there you go. i don't even think it's science yeah, sure. i think it's I'm just sure pseudo <laughs> yeah this pretty whole, much this is a pseudo podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh boy oh boy oh boy um how was everybody's thanksgiving wait break? why did we talk about because <laughs> it's weird we're working on a spin-off yeah. podcast yeah. it's oh, weird can i don't want to leave that cousin? all behind i was yeah. ready to give my two no, cents on the, incest oh, let's go the all right give, give give it to me Okay, I was just talking about this on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Someone really did bring it up at our Thanksgiving. Really? Uh, yeah. But anyway, I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's bad. <laughs> no, I love that that's all that I thought. Anyway, we can move on. I love that you got mad that I was moving on. <laughs> I, well, I wanted to move on because I looked over and you're sitting in the radio. I waited. No, I, I guess I, but I was like, I was like, well, I think it has to be frowned upon in our society and all that. But if you if you suddenly have that instance where everybody's an adult, no one was coerced, and they're not going to reproduce, I don't want any part of it. I don't have any like to me. The thought is sort of horrifying. But if but if I get real like against the rule aspect of it if right. i'm like well i don't know well like i said i mean i just listed a billion states that it's legal in yeah so you're not the only one feeling that way yeah <laughs> you and a few other court systems and there's cousins who barely know each other and stuff yeah. i guess i have never met this cousin but in my life the so. stories are creep that are creepy like that. there's a lesbian couple that's mother and daughter what oh wow oh. yeah I well that's heard, weird i saw something mm. about them like they but they were only reunited as adults oh weird. and i think it seems to me i'm no psychologist <laughs> but it seems to me that it's largely probably fueled by i don't know why it became sexual but it's largely fueled by someone's loss 
of having given that baby away and that baby's loss of never knowing her mom. Yeah. And when they got together and they were both lesbian, not that that happens to every parent-child reunited, but that must have somehow in their case like... It's that weird unconditional love that you should not have in a romantic relationship, I've read. That needs to be a lifetime movie. (laughs) Wait, what, what did you just say? I'm sorry. You should not have that kind of unconditional love in a romantic relationship. A lot of people have trouble in relationships because they think it's supposed to be like that and it's not. So yeah. these people are fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good point. Anyway, I think that one is weird, but yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. But I understand if we got real loose about it, <laughs> then people would start dating their children or something awful. So we can't. We got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> Somewhere Those we lonely cousins who who live in a small town and and they're you know they yeah. they've become widow and widower if they want to shack up. Well, you got to think that also yeah. like a hundred years ago you were related to everyone in your town. I feel yeah. like you know two hundred yeah. years ago, so a lot of cousins got married back then. Sure. Oh boy, mm. I love that it came up at Thanksgiving, but obviously <laughs> somebody brought up that news story, right? Somebody and no one would hear me out because everyone was so busy going. And I was like, I agree. I agree. It's gross. But like, but you just I don't want know. to explain the psychology. They're adults, and they're, we know they're not reproducing. I'm not interested in going into their house and cuffing them and arresting them. No, I mean, it feels like. But I think they need to have a conversation, and I think they do need to break up. Like but they never knew each other. It does not matter. Once you know that that's your mom, you got to bounce. <laughs> yeah, you can. Don't be so limited. And, like, you can find someone. There's yeah. someone else. There's a lot of people out there. And I mean, you don't have to date your mom. Be uh-huh. fascinated by your own story, by all means, but break up. <laughs> we'll hear you out on the BCC. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't guessed, today's topic is weird cousins. Um, we're doing an L Files episode where we're listening to your stories. Uh, so we've got the mailbag here. That's why Jen and Kevin are with us. Uh, but did anyone else have any uh, Thanksgiving stuff they wanted to talk about? Any fun times? Mm, no. Um, my family usually talks about the supernatural. And we didn't this year. Oh, oh Jen, wow. I'm glad you brought this up because yeah. since you were on last, you talked to your dad about yeah. his Bigfoot sighting. Oh, no, and a UFO encounter. Know, Will you please tell tell us more about I this? Gotta, this is my fascinating. dad's always been a weird guy, and honestly, I don't believe either story. Oh. I think it's deeper stuff. I think, I think the UFO sighting is. I'm just gonna say I think it's repressed memories of some altar boy situations. Like I just don't think this happened. But my dad claims, and his things are always tied to a news story that happened in the same area. So in the 50s or 60s in Vermont, there was a UFO sighting. This couple saw it. Blah, I think blah. Betty and Barney Hill. Yes, yeah, probably, maybe. I think that was it. So it was around the same time. So I bet my dad just heard this story. blah blah This is all he says. He was driving and he lost time. Yeah. And he woke up on the side of the road in the car. He wasn't drunk. And the last thing he remembers is a big giant light. And that was it. That's he's And told he wakes me, up three hours later on yeah. the side of the road. He's told me this story his whole, my whole life. Wow. And when I asked him to elaborate on it last time I saw him a couple months ago before Thanksgiving, I go, why don't you have any more details about that? He goes, I'm 80 years old. He goes, <laughs> it was 60 years ago. I go, okay. I go, okay. And then he's like, I have a Bigfoot story too. But same thing. Uh, it's what's like, his Bigfoot story? It's not. He was with his friend Larry Bunn. I told you that. Which is the greatest name ever. Yeah, Larry Bunn. And they were driving in upstate New York. 
And it was like, if you can imagine two lanes going opposite ways with a big median, like not a real freeway, a car on the other side of the road stopped short. So, you know, the car going towards them, but not sure in the same lane. Casting some headlights forward. Exactly. And they're like, oh my God, why is that car stopping so short? And then before they could see what was happening... My dad said this big, hairy creature ran in front of their car and into Across the woods. Him. And they and Larry Bunn had to slam on the brakes. I go, Dad, this is ridiculous. Like, I just didn't believe it at all. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's what happened. I didn't say it was Bigfoot. I just said we didn't know what it was. And I said, okay. And I said, but I don't, it just sounds like every Bigfoot story. It's so nondescript. Well, maybe right. it's consistent because that's what Bigfoots are like. No, I just, who in this lifetime has a UFO abduction story possibly and a bigfoot sighting your dad i mean <laughs> some people are magnets for yeah. the paranormal then That's he tells right. me they his really favorite are. story which is he tells me this every time it's the most detailed one yet with no concrete details my uncle was in vietnam his friend was somehow in the military and he got assigned to work at area 51 and he went out for a cigarette i don't even know if you can do that and he was smoking and this tarp that was over a truck, blew up, uh-huh. like blew off. You sure. know, not like a bomb, but like the wind. It's windy out there. Yeah, and he looks and he sees something with enjoying his cigarette. And uh, this marshal or someone came over to him, like, "You didn't see anything, kid," and like, "I'll kill you if you ever see anything." <laughs> <laughs> you know right. that kind of thing. So him directly. My <laughs> uncle asks the guy, "Well, what did you see?" He goes, "I can never tell you, but I can tell you this: we're not alone out there." Right, right. Uh, so that's that's the other. So this is the type of story my dad tells. So that's a the good fact story. That yeah, I yeah. cannot. The Bigfoot and the UFO. None of this is true. Right. None of it. So or all of it is. Yeah, every piece of it is fact. I will tell you one quick thing. My sister's ex-husband's brother is a pilot. He was a pilot for JetBlue. I'm sure he still is. Stephen. He said he had to do one thing once that was very weird. Um, I mean, a friend of his had to do one thing once. It was very weird. They had to... No, he did it. Sorry. He had to drive... He had to get on a plane uh, and... Which was his job. Which was his job. <laughs> and he had to fly a bunch of people into the middle of a field and all these like government cars picked them up. And then he... And I don't remember Ooh. if he was in the military mm. or something. But again, I think people are... This is my family fucking with me from a young age at Thanksgiving every year. Yeah. And it's just been going on for so long and the stories never change. But this year is the first time I didn't bring it up. Because I was right. like, I'm tired of all y'all's old stories. So but- the stories are consistent. Their <laughs> narrative stays the same. You're ignoring your families. You're on a Bigfoot podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like- right, right. Y'all yeah. send you to my family next year and I'll just stay home. I'm telling Special you. Special episode. You will be very family? frustrated. Family Where's your family? In Massachusetts outside of Boston. I'm telling you, I think my dad maybe had some trouble with a priest and he's recycled it in his brain as being abducted by an alien. Well, you know what Bryce would say? Should get regressed. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go get regressed. So that's all I have. We didn't talk about it this year. Kevin, do you have any weird family stories? Is there any weird... What are, what's like the family story that you guys hear about? Mm, there's not one, really. There's no like... That, a panther chased me up a tree once. <laughs> don't no, have any panther stories i honest to god never had any storytellers in my family <laughs> until myself <laughs> on the first the first one nobody ever talked about anything in their past period are really? you irish yeah oh that's why probably is it i think so that seems very irish 
because I'm not Irish, but I'm from Boston, and the Boston Irish mm-hmm. thing there is like we just don't talk. Yeah, nobody would talk about the, my parents were. They didn't find their own history oh, wait, actually, interesting. That's, that's not true. Usually, Irish people are good storytellers, but the the feeling of like keeping secrets is also Irish. Yeah, right. I, guess I don't just, know for sure. Secrets, but yeah, they just don't. So no grandparents. Nobody had real. Nobody had any stories, and definitely no paranormal stories. I feel like everyone in my family would be a a full blown skeptic. Mm. I feel like everyone, mm. like Jen. I feel like if you dig, if you do some digging. <clears throat> when you go home for Christmas, listeners, or if, you, if you're home for the holidays, do some digging. Do some digging. Get, get in your mom's closet. Yeah. Dig through those old shoeboxes. See what <laughs> secrets she's hiding. No, uh, but go around and ask. Like I, I feel like there are old stories like that that your aunt or your grandma or your grandpa will have, <laughs> like Jen's dad. And you got to find those stories. You got to, and then you got to tell them to us. It's like that line in <laughs> Ghostbusters. My uncle thought he was Saint Jerome. <laughs> I'd call that a big yes. <laughs> So great. Yeah, ask around. You'd be surprised. In my mom's closet, it's just boxes of newspaper clippings of all the pageants that she competed in as a child. <laughs> really? Oh my God, that's amazing. Was she a pageant queen? She was a little pageant queen when she was in her teens and 20s. Wait, uh-huh. what, ta- what? Fort Worth, is? Texas. Oh my Fort God, that's oh, like wow. the place to be in yeah, a pageant. You're going to be a beauty competition queen. You better get on down to Fort Worth, Texas and do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. Your mom is a very stunningly beautiful woman. She loved the story of um, her mom dropping her off at a pageant and not staying <laughs> and leaving. And then my mom called her and said, "Oh, come pick me up." And she was like, "All right." And why were you so, why were you running so late? Uh, no, she, her mom came to pick her up and was so mad when she came out of the car. She ran late. My mom was like, "I won." <laughs> oh. Oh well, get in. Well, get <laughs> in. Sure was. was she against pageants, or was she jealous because she had been in them? No, she wasn't jealous. I think she prob- probably just didn't have much interest in. <laughs> what if the reason she was late was paranormal? <laughs> yeah, like a UFO land. Or what if you go through those old clippings and in the same newspaper there's like an article about something paranormal that also happened in the town? Oh, I like and the way you think they get, They're connected. They're connected. Oh my God! Please be a detective and figure out okay. the truth behind this story. Next time I come mm-hmm. on this, yeah, show. there's more to that story. <laughs> cracked open the. Don't be afraid to lead the story too. Perhaps Bigfoot it was something pageant. paranormal. <laughs> Perhaps paranormal pageant. <laughs> paranormal. But pageant. Fort Worth, Texas, I feel like is not a very ghosty place because it's. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I don't think they're very. They're just not very. I think we talked about that. I mean, they're just not super. They don't believe in ghosts sort of heartily yeah. as a as a society would be my guess. Right. Where's but it the, could have been just the people <clears throat> I was around, my family and stuff. Isn't Lake Worth around Fort Worth? God, I don't know. That's where the uh, the Lake Worth monster was in mm. 1969. <clears throat> I think that's around Fort Worth. It was a Bigfoot-like like cryptid be, but... that um, some people said had uh, sheep-like features. We did that episode. Oh, Lake Worth is in Fort Worth. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That would make sense. It's on, fo- <laughs> it's on Fossil Ridge Road. Ooh. Fossils are very... Fossils are My old. family also and... never talked about lakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I grew up not knowing what lakes might right, be around us. Right. <laughs> Just, I feel like no one talked to you in your family. <laughs> oh, I'm we sorry. Some, we had some clinky-clink. 
kind of meal times where no one spoke. <laughs> Clinky clink. <laughs> you know the silverware? Yes. Yeah, right, right. So, totally. It's such a good way of putting it. Kevin goes oh home. God. I want to talk about lakes, uh-huh. missing time in pageants. <laughs> And incest. Well, never incest. About- <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating. We talked, but yeah, it was just not. I think it's cool, but my mom never really talked about the past, which is cool in the sense of I love having a mom that doesn't live for the past but lives for her now, and you know, right. that's cool mm. as fuck. But then you do sometimes want to hear those stories. Ask and- her if she remembers when the Lake Worth monster craze was <laughs> happening. See, And I would like uh-huh. to know if she remembers that. Or not. Yeah, because that's right around that when area. She, yeah. When she beat the Lake Worth monster <laughs> in a beauty pageant. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, now if, we're I, getting if I asked me something name I want to talk about. Right. Oh my, do- oh She's trying to talk about incest. I didn't care about that. I'm waiting for him to come home and talk to me about the Lake Worth monster. Now that's that a good I Texas accent. It's, it is. Most people do Southern when they do Texas. I thought I was doing Southern right now. No. Oh, <gasps> wow. No, because Southern go. is more like this. And most people more try like to do this. this when they're trying to be from Texas and it couldn't be more wrong. Mm. You got to you gotta heart, sharpen those R's a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's a Boston in me. I feel like Boston and Texas, like, I don't know how. There's a Cowboys in their own rights. <laughs> Cowboys in their <laughs> Michael's, own rights. Michael's yeah. making a face. Yeah. <laughs> how are they? Well, like I went for the harsher yeah. in my view accent. Because that's oh, okay. when I do accents. Are you fucking going to Duncan's or what? And then I... Fort was like, finally, someone asked me. Instead of like, finally, someone asked me something. Yeah, right. That's my clue into Texas is like, fuck you. <laughs> right? That's yeah. My, yeah, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, fuck you. The, That's the, the southern one. The yeah. accent that always surprises me was uh, and when we were in Louisiana, when we were in New Orleans, Kevin and I, that's how we met. Uh, I remember we had a driver that drove us around, the van that drove uh-huh. us to and from set. She was like, she was like one of the, she was like was in the Mardi Gras parade every year. I loved her, and yeah, she was great. Her name started it was like Lynn or something. I think her name was Lynn. Anyway, that sounds yeah, New Orleans. She, uh, her accent, and I can't do it, but it sounded almost like a Brooklyn or Bronx accent. It was mm. like not Southern at all. It's really weird. And I used to think like she sounds like she's from New York. Yeah, but she was super very weird. It's yeah, not, that, like not Creole. Creole not <clears throat> it's got a little mix and it's of not Creole, like the rest Cajun. Of Louisiana, no, really. it's really specific, and uh-huh. it sounds almost like a New York accent. And I thought I was nuts. And then years later, I was listening to something, and they were they were comparing how those two accents are kind of similar. So maybe you're mm. on, even though I. I, I I'm doubt rolling it. Maybe his eyes still. Like, I, maybe you're honest something about Boston and Texas <laughs> sounding similar. Can you compliment someone without rolling your eyes? Yes, I, I love you, Kevin. <laughs> well, no, that no, was no, a hard cannot. eye roll. <laughs> well, I just snorted not even on purpose. All right, let's do this. Let's open up this mailbag. Um, um, we have a uh, a listener, Heidi, from last... Now, Kevin, you weren't with us last time. You could not make it. Jen, Jen was here. Uh, and we had a story from a listener named Heidi where she talked about how she and her sister saw, if you remember this, Jen saw a ghost of their friend. At the mall. At the, At mall. the mall. Yeah. And well, they, hu- she, they hugged her. And Jen wanted more information. Uh, and uh, here is uh, her follow-up, Jen, if you want to read. Oh, sure. From Heidi. A follow-up. Okay. There you Hi, go. BCC crew. There were a few questions. This is already such a short email. I'm afraid there, I will get no answers. Um, there were a few questions that were asked about my friend. His name was Carl, and he died in a car accident. I never talked to his family as we were loosely connected teens at the time. Perhaps they were even cousins. Mm. Um, however, in talking to my sister about the experience, she remembered a few details that I didn't mention had forgotten. When we saw him, 
He was with his girlfriend. And my sister remembers that he was saying he needed to take her home. At the time we saw him, she, the girlfriend, was in a coma from the accident. She ended up living. Thank goodness. Wait, okay. Whoa. Wait, whoa. That's a huge detail to leave out. So a woman who was not dead was physically standing next to Carl yes. and they saw her to yes, recap but she story. was in a coma at but the time. she was at meanwhile so in a coma soul, at the hospital her soul was out of her body in Perhaps. human form okay I was never able to talk to her because social media didn't exist then and I didn't know her personally plus I was going through a lot of shit at the time but it was a very interesting ex- experience and then she linked to an article about the accident I like yeah, I've the, got it right here I like the parenthetical plus I was going through a lot of shit at the time like guys wow. we've been focusing so much on Carl that like maybe this girl has her own shit going on and she's the link. When a ghost appears to you, you can't always like take it all in because we've all got our own shit going on. Wow. So <laughs> the article it from- would be on brand for this <laughs> listener if we pressed about what was going on with her at the time. If she was like, I had been abducted by aliens. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Stop right. leaving stuff out. <laughs> yeah. The article she sent, thank you, Heidi, is from 2001, and it says a Total Lake High School sophomore was in serious condition Friday night. At Legacy Emanuel Hospital in Portland, where she's being treated for injuries she received in a car accident Thanksgiving Day that killed a Longview teenager. Wow. So Jessica A. Eckert, 15 of Silver Lake, was flown to the hospital. Um, uh, this is uh, in Portland, Maine. Um, and killed was Carl F. Halverson, 17 of Longview, driver of a 1985 Ford LTD. Wow. That crossed the center line and struck a westbound tour bus head on. Ooh. News article makes According it to that much more real. Oh, Wait, Washington. This is Carl Washington. crossed the center line. Yeah, he crossed over and hit mm-hmm. an oncoming bus. In his just to recap the story real quick for you, Kevin, and the listeners too. These two girls were at a mall where they saw their friend Carl, and it was it was pretty He'd nonchalant. Well, yeah, thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> and they remember hugging him and like saying a quick hi and hello, and then he went off. Only to find out a few, you know, minutes or hours later that he had actually been killed uh, a day or two before. Oh, that is a great Making it all the more uh, creepy and kind of, you know. But you just reminded me that one of my questions was, what was it like to hug a ghost? Right. Heidi got it right back in. Sorry. She's got her own shit going on. Yeah, we're dragging this horrible story out of her. Um, Jeez. Well, thank you for that, Um, Heidi and Chen. Great job. Um, Who wants to read? (laughs) (laughs) Great job. Great job. Good for you. Bryce, you want to kick us off? Sure. You want to read a letter to the kids? Why not? This is from Kirsten. uh, uh, Kurtzen. Uh, My heart rolled my eyes when I said that. I think it's either from Kristen or Kirsten, but it's they spelled it K-I-R-T-S-E-N. So there's a that's there's a, there's something a foul there. Um, unless her name's Kurtzen. Kurtz, unless it's Kurtzen. <laughs> oh, that's probably my typo. Um, hey guys, oh, first I love your probably, podcast. Likely, it gets me through the workday and eases my anxiety. Love that. Brings me genuine joy and is just all around fucking awesome. Please keep doing it forever. Um, my story. At least of- another year. <laughs> <laughs> probably we'll, one we'll see more how year. much is in the tank. <laughs> um, my story of high strangeness involves a glitch in the matrix type experience. I was around eight years old when I joined my elementary school softball league. I grew up in Huntington Beach, and my parents were huge Anaheim Angels fans, so they were ecstatic when I wanted to get involved in baseball. They immediately became team parents and were very involved. So the time comes for my first practice. And my mom picked me up from school and lets me know my stepdad is running late at work, but we'll meet us at the baseball field. 
I'm halfway through practice, and I see my mom sitting in the stands watching me, and I notice my stepdad drive up. I see his red truck turn into the parking lot. I watch him park, get out of the car, and start to walk over to my mom. I know it's him because of his car, his GTE uniform, and his haircut that was very unique to him in that he swears to this day wasn't a mullet, but it was definitely a mullet. Anyways, good side note. He gets to my mom, bends down, and kisses her on the cheek. She says hi to him and then points to me in the field. He waves. I wave back and then go about my practice. I don't look back over to them again until practice is over and we're all headed back to the dugout. When I get to my mom, she's alone. And I ask her where my stepdad went. She apologized and told me that he called and said he couldn't get away from work and that he was really bummed he missed it. I'm instantly confused and explain that I saw him drive up, saw them talking and even waved at him. I had told her the story so matter-of-factly that she immediately became concerned that something had happened to him. She called him and he was completely fine, just again, really bummed to have missed my practice. I wasn't a dramatic kid and I didn't tend to lie and I am still to this day 100% sure of what I saw. It never happened again and it still confuses us to all confuses us all to this day. I'm curious to know if you guys have ever had any glitch in the matrix experiences and if so what are your thoughts on them? I went back and forth between astral projection or even an affair, but once I realized no one else could repeat that fucking haircut, I decided to settle on paranormal. Thanks for reading this. I really can't say enough how much I love and appreciate your podcast. You guys followed me back on Instagram and full disclosure, I freaked out and may have cried a little and scared my dog. It made my month though, so it was worth it. Hopefully the story wasn't too long. Love you guys. Bye. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting my Casey Kasem thing down pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah? Good. Yeah. Anyway. Paranormal uh, that's a, mullet. Paranormal mullet. I like that she's relaxed, relaxed by this podcast. This podcast gives me such anxiety. <laughs> yeah. It does the opposite for like her. Like certain times of day, I can't listen to it. I have to take a break for a while. It's, it's so scary. I know. For her, it has the opposite effect, and I, I love that. Um, the glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, that's that's a crazy story. Um you know, you wouldn't be the only one to describe our our reality based reality as something like a uh, a simulation. Elon Musk has has talked supervillain uh, Elon Musk. Supervillain Elon Musk is <laughs> quite addict. talked extensively. Elon Musk has some ideas about how this all might be like some Elon sort of. Uh, oh yeah, but he's kind of a supervillain. He may not be credible. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe he's like a Batman, like superhero. Totally, like he's just playing <laughs> the villain. Okay, cool. He I don't. We should pair him up against Bigelow anyway. They'd make a, a good uh, another eye roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another another complimented eye roll. Uh, but no, I mean, if if we are living in some sort of simulation, then then it would make sense that there might be glitches every now and then. And I don't know. That's a strange story. Um, yeah, he could have I've been sitting at work like imagining that. what it would have been like if he went and she actually saw his thoughts. Hence the astral projection part of is? it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Or her mom is a type. And she was having an affair, and it's not that hard to replicate a mullet, I don't think. Right? Yeah, they, yeah, like she said, an affair, or uh, or her... wasn't the or would the affair be that her dad was lying to her mom about? Wait, did she see the dad, her dad, yeah. with her mom? Yeah, yeah. they yeah. were yeah. together. Well, she saw his. She well, she, and that's the thing. She saw the truck pull in. She oh, saw his truck. GTE uniform, and she saw his haircut, and he waved, kissed the mom. So it's more than just right. You know, I mean, it's a doppelganger. If Unless it's they're anybody fucking else. with her, did she ever think of this? 
You really don't trust your family right now. (laughs) Some parents just say shit. I mean, but that's a crazy story. I've never heard a story like that with so many uh, kind of specific details as to something like that happening. That's just weird and random. And I don't know. You definitely experienced, I'm with you, some sort of glitch in the matrix. Yeah, I've never had a glitchy experience like that. The story that comes to mind is of Craig Ferguson in the episode that we had. Remember when he saw Mm -hmm. that crow appear out of nowhere? Yeah. That was a crazy story. Yeah. And his wife saw it too. That's right. And then my sister was telling me a story, I think this was last year or earlier this year, that she was outside and she watched, she was looking at the sky and she saw a cloud pop in, like pop into existence out of nowhere. Oh, wow. And she said that was super, super weird that there was, there was like no cloud and suddenly a cloud went, a little cloud went bloop, bloop, and popped into place. I don't know. <clears throat> Interesting. Weird stuff. What do you guys think about the simulation theory? Is any any of you entertain that what notion? Is, what is that? What is that theory? That we're li- that that we're basically <laughs> living in. <laughs> I wish people saw the. It, it was like a arm the... stretch eye roll. And he just looked down we're... like so not. He's like, oh god, what am I gonna? That basically, right we're someone's VR experiment. We're some. We're we're oh, just okay. avatars for some higher technologic. Mm-hmm. technologically based society and that this is all really some sort of a program running itself out a, a, a higher advanced computer program our reality that we live in mm-hmm. did that kind of sum it up yeah, sort of yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah like an advanced civil similar civilization studying itself by running computer models to get to where it is and we're just one of the models mm-hmm. uh-huh. what do you think about that <laughs> Kevin looks slightly terrified. This I'm, thought never occurred to him. I'm not real. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't have any thoughts on that. <laughs> I really don't. I don't believe in it. No. All right. No. Two knows. Well, two what is knows. reality anyway? That's what I always not come back that. to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't there, there's like an idea that like our reality is a hologram. We're all living in a giant hologram. Well, that's I mean, sort of the theory. Is, that's really. sort of the theory, right? That it's like if you look at where today's technology is, and you put on a VR mask, and you can and you can have an avatar in a sort of a gaming system. You know, as they say, technology sort of doubles itself every you know three to five years. Um, that imagine what technology would be like. You know, a hundred to two hundred years down the road. Um, you know, we would basically be able to install ourselves into some sort of, you know, avatar-like creation, you know, video game or or computer program that would that you wouldn't be able to tell um, reality from non-reality. It would be so real um, that you would have sense perception, touch, smell, taste, um, all those things that you really wouldn't be able to know outside of your own ego identity what was real and and what was not. I mean, I'm totally down with this idea for sure i yeah. mean that's kind of what <laughs> <laughs> i kind of think face. that's what we were in you know what i mean i've talked about this so like, you subscribe but how a many of people bit. are playing the game because we're over here and there's someone down the street and there's people all over the world well that's the more of a game theory like like riley was saying it could have just been some more of a model like uh you know how people set up models to test out scientific like experiments you know yeah. what i mean like some sort of mm. aperture to be like hey let's test out how a civilization would get started uh with some you know panspermia and and we'll and we'll run a program and see where it leads and 
you know, see if they get themselves out of trouble or get themselves into more trouble or who, who fucking knows, you know? Or in this case, someone ran a model and was like, let's get old Kenny out of the truck. <laughs> Can you do one where he just gets out of the truck, climbs up into the bleachers and kisses his wife? <laughs> yeah. Well, and okay, that, good. And then they, and then they, they didn't do anything else with it. Cause you know, they're like, they took an er they took a half day that day. Well, and that would be the, that would be the glitch theory, right? Is like, as you see in like, um, uh, uh, the movie Wreck-It Ralph, the the Sarah Silverman's character, she has that glitch where you know she can uh, mm-hmm. she glitches, which means that there's a a, a coding program, a, a coding malfunction or a, a misstep, and uh, that that's that that would explain what that is. That uh, you know things like that can happen. Now all so I'm thinking sh- about is sweet voiceover money that I would like to make. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so that's interesting because then if this this reality is that right. Uh, then everyone who's uncomfortable in their reality and who doesn't fit in in some way into this world or who's kind of just, and usually by that nature, they're not exactly killing it by <laughs> our standards. Right. Like, those people are suddenly like the ones who are a little bit like more advanced. Right, because they, oh, they're becoming aware that they are not, what they're told they are right, right. they've taken and the people the... who are just like <clears throat> happy in their skin and killing it right <laughs> they're just they don't they haven't developed a self-awareness yes yeah yeah cool yeah I, that's I it that. i'm following yeah. you yeah they haven't taken so when tracks. you feel lost when you feel like <clears throat> why can't i feel comfortable and do what other people can do why am i awkward it's because you're aware that you're not real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. That tracks. There's something yeah. to it. Yeah. They call that the red pill theory now. They you know, they you know, the those people who have sort of realized what you were talking about. Uh-huh. They've they've either... oh, I thought I had an original idea. No, it's no, it's no, yours was originally put. I like it. Um killing it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're either killing it or not. Yeah. And uh no, but yeah, that, there's uh, yeah, that does track, as Michael would say. Interesting. All right, well, this one is from Christian. And uh, shout out to Christian. He's a Patreon oh, uh, nice. supporter. And I met him at Long Beach Comic Con. Super nice guy, yes. Earlier you said that was your typo. Are you transcribing these from something? Yes, I've just taken uh, these off of <laughs> an, uh, our email account, and I put them on sheets of paper. But I will write from Christian at the top, and sometimes oh, so I write you're not typing wrong. the whole th- retyping no, 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 no. Thing. just copy like, and paste. I was gonna just, I was gonna teach you copy. I'm and paste. very lonely. <laughs> I'm very lonely. I have control a lot of time on my C hands. and then Control V. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thanks for looking out. <laughs> this is from Christian. Uh, this uh, He says, this was about 2015. My husband and I were living in a rental that was built in the 1920s. I always felt safe there. Nothing felt out of place. And the first time I experienced something different was a night when I was folding laundry. I was alone, being married to an airline pilot. I'm often alone. And I was folding laundry in our bedroom. It was in the back of the house, and we didn't get, a, didn't get light from passing cars at all back there. And as I was standing and folding, a shadow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't always have total control nice touch, of this though. thing. No, I hey. liked it. He's in a simulation. You can't yeah, control him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as I was standing and folding, a shadow of a human figure passed by, moving across the wall across from me. I stopped what I was doing and looked around. Not seeing anything else, I went about my folding. 
Now, sometime in winter of 2016, I was deep in my master's program and was, okay, brag, and was <laughs> rightly stressed out. My husband is the guy who falls asleep as soon as he gets in bed, whereas I'm the guy who tosses and turns. When I finally was able to close my eyes and begin to drift off, I was awakened with an electrifying jolt. I opened my eyes, and at the foot of the bed, and floating about three to four feet off the floor, was an elderly woman. She had long and wild hair. She was wearing what looked like an old nightgown and was very wrinkled. She was holding onto my feet, and bluish lightning was flowing from her and into my feet. Cool. It didn't hurt. It actually felt good. As jolting as it was to find this, I wasn't scared. She continued to pour energy into me until my breathing came under control, and then she was gone. We lived there for about another year and a half, and I never saw her again. I spoke to a friend who has studied paranormal activity, and he agreed with me that her intentions were good. She knew that I was at a low place in my life and was helping me. Another friend who calls himself a medium was at the house not long after. I asked him if he felt anything else in the house, and he said that a ghost did live there, but that it was a good ghost of a young girl and not that of an older lady. Okay. We now live in an even older house built in 1919. A neighbor has said that there is a ghost of a boy here, and at times you can see his handprint appear on the window of the front room. We haven't seen the print yet. The other night as I was going to sleep, I turned off the lamp and closed my eyes, and I realized that there was a light in the room. We have blackout drapes in the bedroom, and I heard the lamp click back off. Someone had turned the lamp on and then off again. So that's where we are now. Wow. Thank you for the fun pod, guys. I'm proud to call myself a clubhouse member, and we are proud to have you. Thank you, Christian. Most definitely. Dude, what a crazy <laughs> story. Yeah. Jessica I, Tandy gives the main pedicure, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's like the, it reminds me of the Emperor from yes. uh, Return of the Jedi. Totally. Like, Blue lightning out of the fingers. But a good Emperor. Right. But a Weird. good Emperor. I was thinking, I was like, is that a movie or someone's like. Yes. Young it's also Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. It's also the lightning scene in Caddyshack, which I, that's what my, we watched oh, it on Thanksgiving. That. So great. It's the blue light comes yeah. through him. Oh, so yeah. Great. Weird. That would freak the F out of I me. I think that was a dream. I know it's, I know he doesn't sleep well and he tosses and turns. Right. Right. I, I just, it's too crazy for me. Well, yeah. It's sort of that witching hour that you're between sleep and between awakefulness and where, where a lot of shit goes down. Yeah. Jay, yeah, you're right. You, it leaves it up for debate. Is this, are people really seeing uh, some sort of physical apparition or, or is it their mind sort of closing in on the sleep paralysis, you know? I think it is. I mean, I believe the handprint thing in my <coughs> house I grew up in that was built in 1812, not to, kick the dick off his 1919 right. story but we had <laughs> we had little kid handprints uh there was a room that my sister had slept in forever yeah and i was 10 and she was 20 and she or whatever she stopped sleeping in there because she claimed she saw a little boy ghost but anyway but that window was always like moisture you know what i mean i always mm-hmm. looked like it had just rained even though it wasn't and in the winter like There'd be little handprints. It looked like little handprints. We would just ignore it. Like, it just got so used to it that I'm not even weirded out telling this. I'm like, Mm. oh, yeah, I mean, the handprints. But I don't, I have a theory about the shadow. Okay. His husband is fucking with him. (laughs) He pretended he had a flight. He's like, bye, honey. He goes to this little bag of like pilot bag. And then he 
like waits six hours until it gets dark and then he <laughs> makes a shadow across the wall. Oh, jeez. I would do that <clears throat> just for fun. Just if to... that's the case, <laughs> they need to divorce. No, they don't. That's fun. He's just a fan of the fucking with proponent. Fun. Yeah, That is a ghost prank. That is that, I would an elaborate that. plan yeah, that's to fun, cast though. a faint shadow <laughs> on the wall. Mm. That's how some people keep this things alive. <laughs> Well, what do you think? You think if let's say let's let's say it was really happening. What do you think that energy for the sake of this podcast? For the sake of the podcast. What let's do you see. think that ghost might have been up to pouring that blue energy or that lightning into their foot? It's like a charge up. Mm-hmm. Maybe right? they were like, I I need to go to the other side, and I can't use this energy anymore. So take the last of my human energy. Oh, I guess we find out that in this w- strange fake reality we live in, that old ghost ladies are basically our iPhone chargers, <laughs> and every night while we sleep, they come into the simulation and charge us from the feet up. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's what toes are for. Like when we <laughs> like, finally figured out what they're for, yeah. figured Makes out sense. what toes are for. Yeah, weird stubby fingers. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It all makes just sense. not supposed to wake up and see it. <laughs> yeah. I'd buy that. Oh, brother. Kevin, you got a letter over there. You want to read it to the kids? Sure. From Sophie. Hey, Michael and Bryce. No mention of Kevin. <laughs> or no Riley. mention of Jen. Or Riley. Riley doesn't get <laughs> any, Riley, uh, any yeah. of these. Let's address no, Riley on the next that's one That's upsetting. Here. Yeah, so <laughs> look, 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 that's rude, you guys. guys. Look at these crazy sounds I'm putting in. Yeah, yeah. And those are live Riley scores, is by the way. an exponentially, uh, <laughs> continually developing character on this show. You guys, <laughs> you guys need to address him every now and then. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. Hey, back. Michael and Bryce. I'm Sophie from Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. From Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> let's, let's stick with that for the rest of the story. I can't. Uh, Thank you. I have a lot of paranormal experiences as I feel and see spirits and have done so since I was four years old and have a bit of experience in that region of the paranormal. There some grammar things going on here. Um, maybe if you read it in an Australian accent, it would make more sense. Maybe. However, an experience that has recently come back to me since listening to your podcast. <laughs> that, was, that was its own sentence. When I was little, I must have been about five or six, I woke up to the feeling of being lifted off my bed. Ooh. I woke fully up and realized that I was in fact floating a meter or so off my bed. It only happened for a few seconds, but I floated above my bed and into the wall. That's, I love that detail. Into the wall. Wow. Like through the wall or it was just bumped her head. She's just saying it was not one of those like, perfect floats. It was a little clumsy <laughs> and like she bumped the wall. Right. Uh, and it was at that point that I floated back onto my bed. I'd never talked to my parents about it until today when I asked my parents if I'd ever mentioned it to which they said no. But my sister, who's two years older than me, had, and also my dad, all floated on that same night. What? What? I don't know what it was, but it happened to three people out of four in one house. Good odds. Thanks, guys. Love the show. It's grouse. Yeah, uh, that's an Australian (coughs) expression for cool. Oh, Uh, it's grouse. Grouse, Grouse. y'all. Grouse. Zeke. Yeah. Cool. Um, floaters. Cool. Thank you. What was her name again? 
Sophie. Sophie. Sophie, thank you for that. Wow. Yeah. So mom didn't float, but sister and dad did? Sounds like mom's telekinetic, yeah. and she was pissed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> she was getting charged. Maybe. Wait, you think her, her mom was what? Is that the word when yeah. you can yeah, make yeah. things oh. like her mom was making mind. them all float? Right? <laughs> oh, she was in bed. Just I like that mad as that fuck. angle. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like the mom must feel left out, but I like in your version she's controlling. She's it. the cause. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. A, that's a crazy story. It's like why a, do they no one ever thought to talk about it? I don't know. Maybe they grew up in the Kirkpatrick household. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Australia's Kirkpatrick. I feel like that would have hit the table the next day. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm you so mad about? Yeah. Do you know what I'm so mad about right now? What? When we were talking about Boston and Texas accents, I almost said also Boston and Australia have a similar accent <clears throat> and they remind me of each other. And I, I wish I'd said it because it would have tied back around. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry. Now you're just No, trying. it makes sense. But now it sounds not believable. <clears throat> yeah. But do you think that... Um, <laughs> Is the mother more resistant? Like, I'm very fascinated by the one who didn't float. Mm. Like, what's that energy about? I don't know. I don't know. I, she, I can't be infiltrated, that one. That, that, I love that we're all just in agreement. I think she that, caused it. That they all floated. It was a simul, simultaneous float. Yeah. A simul float. I think the mom did it. When you float, is it not the, not the body, though? Just the... Levitate. She, oh, she was saying know. a physical. Oh, levitation. that's a good question. Like, did she feel like she was floating, or was it an out of body thing? Mm. Like, was she sure her I, body was there? I, I think she was in her body. Her body was floating off the. Yeah. Bed. I think that's what she thinks, but <laughs> yeah. I wonder if she it wasn't an out of body. Looked experience. at her body, or if it was sensation driven. This memory. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think she was physically floating in the air. Her body was levitating, and not. Not the traditional out of body. For everyone listening, Michael is dead staring me to shut this line of thinking down. <laughs> I think she was in her body, <laughs> Kevin. No, I'm just picturing it. I don't believe in levitation. I don't think that's fine. I wish I did. Well, who believes in any of this stuff? This, <laughs> strange, yeah. this is strange shit, you know. But yes. like, if you said out of body, I'm like, oh, totally. Right. But I can't get with levitation. Well, with the abduction phenomena, you know, they don't they don't describe it as an out of body abduction. They describe it as literally physically being, you know, Linda Napolitano li- lifted off their bed and taking taken mm. through walls or windows. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes um, sense. If almost it's an alien. dematerialized and then rematerialized again after the the wall, but um yeah, they you know they don't describe it as uh, as my body still being on the bed and then my soul or spirit or or, or astral projection being taken up to the ship. They're like, no, it was I was physically my body and soul moved out of the bed through the wall up the beam onto the craft, you know, into the room, sort of thing. Crazy. Yeah. I what if her, her mother drugged them all that night, like or like. <laughs> Put some mushrooms in there. Yeah. Dinner. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. fun mom. What were you going to say? <laughs> That's a I fun mom. You. I just give her credit for not being terrified. I'd be afraid for the rest of my life of oh, that happening again. I don't want yeah. to do that. That's yeah. the thing, too. Maybe it's like they all think it's a dream and like, you know, you go off the next day and you're like, oh, I can't believe I that either A happened or B, I dreamt that. And then it isn't like she said, she, you know, listening to the podcast, she was like, sparked a memory. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask him about that. And then, uh, and then she does, and it you know rings true to to you know her other family members. That's a big aha moment. That I'm like, with Kevin though. I would have been like, <laughs> I used to tell my entire family every freaking dream I had that night. <laughs> like, right, the next day, much to their chagrin. But like, I would have been like, I floated. 
I floated last night in my bed. You float? Oh, totally. You float? Yeah. You float? Anybody else yeah. float? And who else floated? <laughs> this is not, I mean, this this is a fairly unflappable individual. I mean, she floated. <laughs> and this is the size of her email. <laughs> she floated. It's like I'll just an float eighth it a of a page. Bit, that much. And she floated. Yeah. <laughs> Like nice. I like the moment when I realized you all had coffee and I didn't. I could fill three <laughs> pages with my feelings I on that. Offered for the record, I knew that was. Weird. I offered. <laughs> you said this girl no. floats, and she's I, got about four sentences in her, and, and and then and and a couple that I don't even know if you can call them sentences. I offered you, Kevin, and your response was. I don't shop at Starbucks. <laughs> Do you want anything from Burger King? That's what you said to me, smartass. I find that on on par- as a parallel. Like if you're going to offer me Starbucks, I'm going to offer you Burger King. <laughs> you guys, they're not sponsoring, are they? No. Starbucks. <laughs> That's great yes. if they were. Oh, God forbid. Wow. All right. Well, next time we'll bring a fucking French press. You asshole. All right, Riley. What do you got? <laughs> Riley, you got something you want to give yeah, that keyboard over to Mr. Bryce? He'll me, do that. Let me set it up here. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's pretty spooky. This thing well, is one of the coolest things I've ever seen because it looks oh, fake. Man. <laughs> yeah. The space pad. It does. Oh, man. It looks like a prop made for some sci-fi movie in which whatever it's supposed to do, a real expert in that field would go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's what I really like about it. Yeah. It looks so... I'm gonna Toy press this like one right and here. awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna put, take a photo Ooh. of good choice, of, Bryce. Of Bryce doing this, we'll put it up on the ins- Instagram. Oh my god! Let me see, Bryce. Tilt it a little towards camera, will you? Um, you look looking yeah. good. Yeah. Well, this one's from Steven. Hey guys, this is Steven from Des Moines, Iowa. I love the podcast. Just discovered it recently, and I'm hooked. Thanks, Steven. I'm binging all the past episodes right now, and I have a pretty good ghost encounter for you guys. I know who doesn't. That was him, not me. <laughs> I've always had an interest in the paranormal universe and have family who are sensitive and see ghosts. I used to be in a paranormal group when I was younger, and our favorite location was old, dilapidated army barracks. This was about (laughs) 8 to 10 years ago. It's It's good childhood memory. A little bit about the building. It was a three-story, old, broken-down army barracks. It also... Yeah, uh, I'm going to add some words here. It also was used as a hospital for tuberculosis patients, and a prostitute was killed in the basement. Oh, no. A story I heard. Sex worker. If asked, Stephen. That's every building. A story I heard, never researched it. Okay. The windows were boarded up, so even in the daytime, it was pitch black inside. One of the craziest incidents was when we were chased out by something. It started with us in the attic doing a walkie-talkie experiment, one click for yes, two for no. We were getting answers from a little boy spirit who my friend had made contact with before. Sometime during the session, someone in the group asked if there was anything that was going to hurt us, and it responded, yes. (laughs) Yikes. And we asked if we needed to leave, and it said, yes. So after a few more questions, we said, okay, we'll leave, and headed down to the first floor. We got to the first floor, and before we head headed outside we decided to try another session and we asked if anything was still going to hurt us and it said yes and we <laughs> it said yes and uh, it said yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <Came> here calmly <laughs> yes i will and kill did you did i stutter <laughs> yes seriously <laughs> and we asked if we needed to leave right now and it came back yes so <laughs> very so, positive yeah. so by now we all have hair standing on the backs of our necks and goosebumps not even a minute after it said to leave now an extremely loud bang happened about as loud as a gunshot mm. 
We immediately ran outside. There was a guy behind me who literally shoved me down the stairs to get out of the building. Not cool. <laughs> That's how scared. Oh, I think it was his buddy who he's with. Yeah. That's how scared some of us were. After we calmed down a bit, we went back inside to see if we could find what made the noise. The first floor was split into three large rooms in a row with double doors going into each room. In the third room opposite side of the building, we found a large metal object in the middle of the floor. It weighed roughly 20 to 30 pounds. I picked it up and dropped it, and it sounded exactly the same as the loud bang we heard before. Nobody remembered seeing it when we walked through earlier, and there was nobody else in the building. Somebody picked this object up and dropped it, and to this day it still gives me chills. Mm. Uh, There's a picture included. The picture I included was taken at a different time at this place. It was in the attic. There was a large board that was against the far wall that was used for indoor target practice. This was my first time in this place, and I was just snapping pictures. I leaned over the board to get a pic behind it and captured this strange mist or something. (gasps) Very interested to see what you guys think. Also, like I said, I've been to this place 25 plus years after this pic was taken, and each time I would take it from the same spot, I never got anything remotely like that. Mm. Keep up the great work, guys. You're all awesome. Steven. Wow. Yeah, and the photo shows the sort of green mist next to an old window against a brick wall. Uh We'll put it up on the Instagram. Let me see. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's some spooky mist. Yeah. Um, fun, nice button pushing there, Dude, bro. that was awesome. <laughs> well done, everybody. Uh, uh, Linda Godfrey talks about green mists in her oh, books yeah. that show up in like weird areas where there's been paranormal activity. That's an overall creepy picture. Yeah. It's kind of, it's very strange. It's a, yeah. I don't know what that, what would cause that green yeah. foggy thing. It's the closest to like Ghostbusters I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, not that, bad. It is sort of like an slime. ectoplasmic kind yeah. of like weird, uh, Weird thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's a cool story. <clears throat> Stay out of old dilapidated bunkers. The one yeah. the one click two click thing, that's that's crazy. I when I yes. was when I was younger, I uh, like thirteen or something, I had my own phone line and we kept hearing these click it was I had three way calling, which I was super excited <gasps> oh. about. Oh man. And um and we kept hearing this. I was on the phone with my buddies and we kept hearing this like click, like, you know, and this interference. And then we started asking, a, we were like, it got to the point where we're like, let's ask it a question or something. We felt like it was something other than just some random set of clicks. And we did. We asked, it was like, is this somebody or something? And it was like one for yes, two for no. And it went click, you know? And, and, and we started asking it questions and we got the one click, two click, yes, no answers. But it that was, was a government. I know. I felt like to- it, board it felt, CIA agent. It felt that was totally that, tapped. That it was really Christian's did. husband, the pilot, <laughs> fucking with you. I'm telling that you, that guy it, does that. It wasn't just the one time. It it happened for like a couple, you know, a couple different times, and it, it definitely Ooh, would I like, don't like that. Yeah, it was strange, but it did. It felt like somebody was listening in on our phone conversation or something like that. I'm not saying it was ghost like, but it was definitely, you know, strange. some sort of intelligent presence, like you know. Um, responding to our to our calls and our questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange. You saw a, a mist, didn't you, Michael? Recently, a um, mist. Oh, in that photo. Yeah. Speaking of green, sort well, of ghostly mist. I think I might save this story for the uh, Patreon okay. this week. But I that. will tease you guys. That, tease away. Yeah. At Thanksgiving, uh, I took a photo of our friend. Wait, Pete. can I do the little? Can I do the sounds for this one? <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. yeah. Even though it's just a tease, I think it, it should be underscored. Let's do it. Score those. <laughs> I love it. Oh, we finally play. got him to put headphones oh, on. Oh, nice. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> so I just Kevin's these buttons so excited. just make sounds? Yeah. 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 Just pressing buttons. Okay. Um, here, I'm going to get a picture of you doing it. You look like a European DJ. <laughs> you do. 
You look like C-3PO came to life. Oh, my God. Totally. It started a band. started a podcast about uh, prog rock. <laughs> amazing. Um, so, anyway, uh, I have a photo of Pete sitting across from me, and there is a... Uh, I discovered that there was, uh, in the photo, there's this sort of like weird foggy mist that could be steam from the food, but the food was not piping hot. It was delicious, but it wasn't like it was like hot, hot. Mm-hmm. It'd been sitting out for a minute, and it just, it feels inconsistent. Um, I've seen the photo. It didn't look like food steam. It doesn't. It's it's weird. Don't be afraid now. You pushed the wrong button, and it's all gone. Just hold shit. it down. It's, you'll be fine. <laughs> I think I did something wrong. I pushed no. a yellow one. Try again, try again. Don't push the yellow ones. Okay. Not as easy as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I look. One, Kevin. So in the photo, there's this like weird, misty. I don't know. It could be food steam, I guess. But then what's weird is that in the, I scrolled to the next photo and it's I accidentally took it of Pete and it's not in that picture. And then in the third photo, there is a uh, there's a strange entity. Face deep in the reflection of a mirror that's over my shoulder yeah we're gonna talk about it on on the episode of out there for the patreon because uh, i want to dig a lot. i also i contacted adela levine about it too and she had some things to say so interesting it's kind of a weird little thanksgiving encounter that i discovered well and this is this, randomly when you say pete this is former guest pete gardner who yeah. also provided us with our great sasquatch voice at the beginning but um, it was his house, him and Susie's house, where we did our gallery reading. Yeah. So um, where former guest uh, David Levine, um, you know, did readings for all of us. So, you know, spirits have been contacted in that, uh, well, in that and space. <clears throat> Susie kind of backed me up on that, too, because I sent a photo <laughs> to her. So we'll talk about it. Cool. Over on the Patreon. Awesome. Get over there. Um, what Jen. Kind of, what, oh. Tell me about what kind of stuffing your family makes for Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> well, this wasn't my family, but it, I, th- I believe there's some cornbread stuff. <laughs> I need one of these. Well, why don't you? Don't you just want to live score your day with it? Why don't you live score the letter that Jen's about to read to us? All right. Okay. I have some thoughts on this letter when it's over. Okay. Hi guys, I'm Danny. My name is Danny, and I'm a music festival food vendor. Music festival food vendor, and I have been obsessively listening to the show while traveling the last month and a half. My girlfriend and I have started watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Also, I'm watching Spindrift videos on YouTube while writing this, and it's fucking awesome. There you go, Yeah. yeah. All right. Sort of a shout out without your name. Yeah, for sure. That's basically even better. Anyway, I have a great recent ghost slash witch story that I thought I had to send you after Gabrielle Ruiz told her story a few weeks ago. It comes from my brother. We grew up in northeastern There's Pennsylvania. tension between he and his brother. Oh, yeah, apparently. totally. <laughs> Based on the music. (laughs) We grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania. It's very rural and pretty with old farmhouses and cows and trees. A friend of ours moved into a new house up there with his kids. It's a big old house that he got. Is that new or old? It's new to them. It's a big old house that he got pretty cheap because no one had been living in it for a while. My brother Mike took his five-year-old daughter, Kara, up for a visit recently. As soon as they get there, he notices that Kara is acting weird about the kitchen. She doesn't want to be in there and just avoids it. Well, our friend starts to tell him that the woman who used to live there and died there was all alone. And the small town rumor was that she was a witch. Mm -hmm. 
The landlord had even told him that the small room that was attached to the kitchen by a small door was where he suspected she did her witchy business. Witchy biz. (laughs) Our friend said the room did kind of freak him out, so he just keeps it locked and doesn't think about it. Later on, they're outside about to leave, and Mike had left his keys on the kitchen counter. So he says, hey, Kara, can you go grab my keys from the kitchen? She stubbornly says, no. So Mike is like, why not? Why have you been acting so weird? And she just says, because I don't want to go by the scary lady that's been standing in there. This all went down just a few months ago, and I get chills every time I tell the story. Going to grab my Ouija board now to investigate a small room attached to a kitchen. Talk to you soon. Wow. Danny. Kids and dogs. Whoa. Kids and dogs, man. Danny's having a current haunt. (laughs) Well, here's my take. First of all, in the old days, what we call witches were just fucking gynecologists, but the patriarchy. (laughs) So what is a witch anyway? Oh, a woman was alone. God forbid. She must be up to something crazy in that small room. Maybe she was just making lotions or something to... Past the time she didn't have a first cousin to hook up with. (laughs) Maybe the men in her area would put lower ages on their dating sites. And there was perfectly eligible men for her. But she was a little older. And so she died alone, sat in a small room. And since people don't bother to ask older women about their life experience, they're just written off as witches. So (laughs) could she be a ghost? Absolutely. Was she a witch? No. Okay. All right. Or maybe she made offerings to the elementals and was a pagan nature goddess. Yeah. Right. Or maybe she was a bride of Satan. <laughs> well, I think we should stop being scared of witches. The little girl, I think, was fucking with her family. Mm. <laughs> this is kind of here. Yeah. <laughs> I think she overheard them talking and she's like, I'm going to say this. I do think you should get the Ouija board out. Yeah. Normally definitely. I'd say no Ouija board because I'm not into demons. I have a feeling this is a lonely, misunderstood. Which I liked that theory. I I'm like go in that little tiny room and get some answers. Yeah, how have totally. you waited three months? It's been I was I would have wherever I was going where I needed the keys. I would have said forget where I'm going right I, now. I I am Put nervous that board. this is sort of like the first act of a horror film. And if he writes back, like we're gonna find out that the whole house was sucked into a vortex and he barely escaped. And my theory is not true at all. Like they're totally more <clears throat> yeah. witches. Yeah. There's no patriarchy at all. Legit like, witch. Yeah, like she's a legit witch. <laughs> Takes guts saying. to go grab your Ouija board. Obviously, the guy has a Ouija board, so they're they're open to this type yeah. of stuff. And he listens to this uh, show. Yeah. Well, that's I don't know if he's yeah going to grab my Ouija board. Like yeah. not like he has to go buy one. Right, which I totally. don't get why he didn't just do it right away. Right, I'd be afraid. We to. need to hear. I wish up. the Beach Boys wrote more songs about grabbing their Ouija boards instead of their surfboards. <laughs> <laughs> what have you surfed on a Ouija board? Hey, that'd be cool. That's like how a... I surf on the astral planes with my Ouija board. A Ouija board design surfboard. I had to add my little feminist okay, perspective. Cool surfing wizard. No, I like it. Why not? Yeah. As long as a girl's going to be here, she's going to. I had to add that perspective. I thought it was I great. Like it. I yeah, do too. think. I also the... like the perspective on old timey dating sites. That's a good. Uh... Well, I just made up. I was trying to link it back to first cousins, but I do think that that little. I think kids are more open to the spiritual realm because they're newly from it, right? Yeah, right. I agree. Like kids and dogs, kids and animals, they uh, they're open to that shit more. You know, uh, the the great movie. Uh, um, oh God, Steven Spielberg's uh, sight. God, why am I can't think? Par- Paranormal activity. No. Uh, no, my God. Uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, thank oh, you. Oh, yes. Yeah, the little girl Woo. who sees the, uh, hears the entities through the static. You know? I don't like that. Which, you know, static is just leftover radiation from the Big Bang. What? It's huh? true. 
television static. It's true. What you're hearing is what the, what the receiver is picking up on is supposed leftover radiation from the Big Bang. Isn't that right, Riley? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard of anything no, like sense. that? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, what if it's... it's- you have static during the TV show, The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> well, then, that's your Big Bang that's Theory. That's your Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I don't know. That's I'm crazy. Not my Big Bang Theory. Yeah, look that up. There's Hashtag something to that, I think. not my Big Bang. I'm like, I, wow. I think. I don't know. Weird. The, of all the most believable stories we've heard today, oh, the stories, I think this is the most believable. Yeah. She's, yeah, maybe. Kevin, where are you at with believability on all this? Oh, I believe it all. boy. <laughs> oh, this is from NASA. Uh-huh. You're right. Okay. Wow. You can't trust anyone at NASA, though. We all know that. <laughs> hey, man. Na- NASA landed a robot on Mars this morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I watched, cool. I watched yeah. the live stream. I'm, I'm tra- wearing my NASA shirt. I'm making a joke about <laughs> the people who think that dark NASA is lying to us about. Well, yeah. Hashtag research flat Earth. <laughs> Duh. I, a, I, I love psychic, NASA, you guys. I have a psychic weird program. energy story. All right, let's okay. Yes. The other day... I got a text message from someone who, this is someone who was a roommate of mine like almost 20 years ago. And he, there was no like fondness or like friendship reason. He even said like, don't take this the wrong way, but like, I haven't really thought thought about you (laughs) in a while. Right. But he said just recently, for you know, it started with, is this Kevin uh, Kirkpatrick trying to figure out if he had the right number? And he's like, I just had to get hold of you because you've been in my dreams over and over the last few days. Oh, weird. And you're <laughs> in distress in all of these dreams. Oh, my gosh. And like, there's, n- I could have lived the rest of my life and probably never would have heard from this person and he there was no reason for him to feel compelled to i miss kevin or reach out to find you know what i mean yeah and but the crazy thing is i've never been more distressed than i have been in the last few couple weeks whoa yeah when you came up to the driveway you you had that uh, aura of uh did i have an, an aura yeah, of, distress? of distress yeah are you all right yeah i'm fine i didn't want to turn into that i but i'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying, no, I had a death in my family, and then, like, the next day, my dog got diagnosed with cancer, and I was like, yeah, I feel crazy. Right. And so... Wow. Somehow you're entangled with this other person in their dreams. All the people to be tapped into what I might be going through. Yeah, because it sounds like the only thing you guys ever talked about in your past was when he'd be like, don't eat my Cheerios, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Is it strangely comforting that, like... I didn't find it the least bit comforting. Oh, okay. I was terrified by it. Yeah. <laughs> At least you have been in distress. Like, in other words, if you hadn't, I would be so scared that it was What's some common. Yeah. yeah. Right, At least right. you're like. Although he did yeah. use the word in the text thread, he did use the word. Uh, in addition to distress, he used the word, you, you keep coming into my dreams in a violent way. <laughs> oh, really? And I didn't press that because I'm like. That's scary. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's. Oh. oh. Right. So yeah, I felt I've, I sincerely felt nauseous after that. Yeah, text he was exchange. compelled to like reach out to you and yeah. find you, track you down. I think energy like that can make us nauseous. Like, like in a weird way, it's positive that like someone's yeah. reading your energy <clears throat> and they care, or cool that people can feel our energy, and then it feels weird. Mm-hmm. It does feel nauseating and creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah That's wild. Either. Weird, buddy. And I'm sorry you've been having a stressful time. Yeah, we 2018 love you. was 
yeah. brought hey, some it's... weird stuff. <clears throat> I yeah. agree. Me too. Can I say one really weird quick yeah. thing? I was at the, I, I had a friend in college named Marty. I uh, haven't seen him since probably graduation day. Cool shit, dude. Super fun. You state my roommate. Um, I, and he does not live in California. He's from Massachusetts originally. I assumed he stayed out there. Anyway, I'm at the airport two weeks ago and I'm getting off a plane and I see someone at baggage claim. Uh, and I'm like, oh, there's Marty. And I'm like, Marty, Marty, Marty. And he goes, I'm not Marty. And I go, oh, sorry. And then I got closer and realized it's not Marty. And I go, oh, sorry, you look just like my friend Marty from college. And the guy goes, well, what's weird is I know you. We did go to college together, but I'm not Marty. And it wasn't Marty at all. <laughs> right. And he gave me his business card. And Morty. His, no, it was like, his name's like David or something. But he was like, oh, I'm also in entertainment. Like, you know, just like, hey, networking. So like, I knew it wasn't Marty. He gave me his business card. It obviously really wasn't Marty. He walked away. So ever since I saw him, I'm like, oh, Marty's on my I wonder how Marty's doing. But I don't have, like, I don't use Facebook for that. So I just never thought about it again. A week later, I'm on stage in San Diego. You see where this is going. But the thoughts in my head leading to it was there was, at the end of the show, I gave books to everyone in the front row. And there was a guy whose arm was in a sling. And I was, like, chatting with him and teasing him about how he broke his arm. And he said he uh, fell off one of those scooters that you can just pick up on the road. Oh, one of the birds. Yeah, and I go, and he was like, looked like a dude about my age. I go, were you drunk? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, it's kind of sad. But I, as I was talking to him, I'm like, I can't believe I'm thinking this, but this guy looks like Marty. And I'm like, why do I think about Marty? So anyway, I get off stage and I go to the green room and uh, the guy stops me. He goes, Jen. And I go, I'm, thanks for joking around me, dude. I'm like, you look like my friend from college. And as I'm like babbling, he's like, it's Marty. And I was like, what? oh my God. I Well, it's not that weird that I thought he looked like him because right. it was him. But I go, I thought I saw you at the airport a week ago. And he was like, no, it wasn't me. I live in San Diego, but he's been in San Diego for work. But I just thought it was weird that I That's saw... That's a weird synchronicity. I saw, yeah. And so <clears throat> what's even stranger is his ex-girlfriend that it used to be my roommate. I haven't been in touch with her since like 2002. Weird. And I'm like, is is blank blank? I just don't want to say her name. I'm like, is she dead? Like, I'm afraid to find out. He's like, well, weirdly, because la I'm like, last week I was hanging out with my friend from college and we were talking about her. And he said, last week I thought I saw her at the airport with her husband and a kid. And she's not married with kids as far as we know. But uh, anyway, he was comforted by the fact that he thought he saw her but they made eye contact anyway that has nothing to wow. do with it but i'll be curious to see if him thinking he saw someone at the airport leads to him actually seeing into her, her. <clears throat> but anyway i thought that it's not ghostly it's just weird energy that's all it's very strange synchronicity you know also the coincidence that no one you went to school with can actually pick someone out of a crowd <laughs> it's all a bunch of i think i saw them i right. think that's you right. Wait, are you <laughs> we're old and our eyes are bad you know uh steven laburge he's a uh a, a stanford um professor but he basically literally wrote the book on lucid dreaming and one of one of the more kind of fascinating experiments that he kind of uncovered um, in his research, um, proving the existence in, of lucid dreaming and whatnot, was um, he met in, in one of his lucid dream experiments, he met an old friend in a cafeteria where they had a distinct conversation about something or other. And it wasn't till later when he ran into her, like a year or two later, um, and he had kind of forgotten about the incident, but she, she made sure to point out to him, she's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You know, I had the strangest dream, and I can't forget it. Um, but we met in a cafe, oh. and we had this and this conversation. And it 
and it immediately snapped with him that like yeah i had that lucid dream so they were able to link up via their dreams um and and share a common dream and and he would later uncover that you know that wasn't the only case where that had happened that he had you know um some anecdotal evidence of other people experiencing the same thing i've had that but not that we were doing the same thing but this person i used to have a dream about each other like on his birthday every year and we mm-hmm. call each other and right we'd have information that we wouldn't have known yeah strange isn't it i mean and so perhaps maybe if you can try and remember your dreams in the next uh week or two maybe maybe there's something in your dreams that might kind of oh, yeah. maybe you're going on a violent rampage <laughs> each night that you don't remember there might be a clue in there somewhere or something and like maybe that. he just like fumbled with that word it's like the way you showed up is shocking but it doesn't mean you have like a machete yeah right that's that i was hoping that and i just why i didn't ask i'm like oh i'll, I'll just yeah. assume the use of the word violent <laughs> mm-hmm. abrupt nah. did you ask him to keep you posted if there's more or did you say like no hey, that... oh, okay Lose my number. <laughs> no, I'm just too, yeah, it, 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 scare, it creeps me out, I don't know. We mm. might we might meet up or something. What if you guys are cousins? <laughs> and you're in love. Yeah. All right, should we, do we have time for one more, you think? Yeah, we're on our own schedule. All right, cool. Sure. One last one. Here we All go. Right. Oh, I'm on a schedule run by an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is from Wayne, and it's entitled The Mayor's House. Ooh. I used to bartend when I was in university. The pub, he just gets right into it. The pub I worked at just so happened to also be the original mayor of Sydney, Nova Scotia. NS, home. Uh, the mayor's, mayor of Sydney, uh, Nova Scotia's home. This home is over 150 Great job years so old. far, Michael. Thank you. Well, the NS was a little wink to uh, the last episode where I was like, and I was NS here for Nova Scotia. So Weird. That's I appreciate right. that, Wayne. This home is over 150 years old, and I would love to tell you that there is a known history for the home, but I haven't been able to find anything online. What I can tell you is that it is haunted. I mean, the home was also the only jail at the time in the late 1800s, but is now storage for restaurant bar supplies. You walk down to the basement, and you have to enter the original cells to grab what you need, and they still have the bars, the bar doors, uh, the bar, you know, the bars, the doors that are bars. That you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> I just die. Woo! I just die. Uh, that you need to open and grab what you need. Believe me when I tell you that this is unnerving enough when you close the bar at 3 a.m. and are by yourself restocking after a shift. So let's get to the good stuff. I had a shift one night that started at 5 p.m. and I was opening the upstairs pub when I came out of the keg room and caught a woman out of the corner of my eye at the top of the stairs who was waving at me. I had my hands full and began saying, we're just opening, grab a seat wherever you like, and I'll be right there with the menu. The place is dead silent, no music, no one else in the, pub, in the pub. And I put down what I had in my hands and grabbed a menu, came out from behind the bar, and there was nobody there. Time-wise, this all took five seconds. I heard no footsteps leaving, and I walked down the stairs to where the hostess was and asked where the lady went off to. With a confused look on her face, she tells me that there hasn't been anyone in the restaurant yet. I told her the lady was just waving it about the lady waving to me at the top of the stairs. How did you not see her? And again, she says that no one's been in yet. So with a confused look on my face, I went back to work. Now, I know this place has a history of high strangeness, so I kind of brushed it off. My shift ended and I closed up the bar. The last two things I did every night before I locked up were check the doors and windows and also checking to make sure there's nobody else uh, left in the building. 
pleaded this, turned off the lights, and I locked up and headed to my car in the adjacent parking lot. I started my car and looked at the building when I noticed the lights were on in the upstairs pub. Now, at this point, I'm a little freaked out because I thought I remembered looking up the stairs and not having any, seeing any lights on. But I go back into the building thinking I must have missed that light. I turned the light off and did another check out of the building of the building to make sure that there wasn't something hiding in there. My check revealed nothing, so again, I locked up, I headed out to my car, and again looked at the building, and the fucking lights were on again. At that point, I said, screw that, and just went home, thinking to myself, if there was someone in there, they'd trip the alarm, and the cops could deal with it. The alarm never went off that night, and neither did the lights. Mm -hmm. One, uh, on a side note, there was another bartender who closed one night that after locking up and getting into her car, her cell phone rang, and it was from inside the pub. Oh. What? You would also hear footsteps here quite frequently in the carriage house out back. Carriage house. Creepy. Classic ghost. Creepy. Classic pub ghost, That was a good pub ghost story yeah. right there. I like yeah. that one That's a, a good, Totally. Did, so the, when the phone rang, it said blah, blah, pub? Yeah, I guess. Oh. This is the number. That's weird, dude. Now that you know the whole story, the absolute creepiest details is that woman waved. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Hi. Well, I, yeah. Well, I think she's like, "Hi, I need a drink." You know, uh, I do like imagining she's just there going, "Hello." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching I pictured it more the creepy wave where, yeah. and like the yeah. he interpreted it as like, "Hey, I need a table," but the way you just waved. Yeah, it's nice and creepy. I think she was like. Now we meet. <laughs> She's now. been meeting the other waiters there. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Oh, pub ghosts. Hi. Wow. I believe that one a hundo percent. Yeah, really? It's creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I'm, that one freaks me out a little bit. I got to be honest. Except when you turned one written line into a, you read it as a line of dialogue. That was the, where it went unbelievable. Well, he, <laughs> when you went, he wrote it that way. And I, he didn't when, put you, when the hostess said, there hasn't been anyone in the restaurant yet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I know for a fact that she didn't say that. Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Anyone. That suddenly felt really weird to me. But that's yeah. what it was because you turned Hey, what's dialogue. going on? Where's that woman that was just, there hasn't been anyone in the restaurant. <laughs> in fact, no one's been in here in well, five years. Well, I almost went, there hasn't been anyone here for 25 years. But I stopped myself. <laughs> um, before we leave, we got some Patreon shout outs. I want to thank everybody who who's uh, subscribed and supported us over the Patreon. So here we go. Grant Wilson, thank you. Melina Colomas, thank you. Thank you, Melina, friend of mine. Melissa Spangle, thank you. Nikki Nothenvong, thank you. Martin Galvin, thank you. Sarah Smith, thank you. Stephen Combs, thank you. Austin James Pierce, thank you. Troy Kane, thank you so much. Carolyn Chow, thank you. Renee Lemos, thank you. Troy Kane, oh, he bumped up to five bucks this Good month. Thank you, you so much. Once again, is get is a bonus materials. Mitzi, thank you, and Rose Wallace, thank you. And also, there was a um, someone. What did I say? Doctor Seducto? Was there Doctor Doctor Seducto? I don't think that I was think it. it. <laughs> I think it actually was. I think it was Doctor Seducto. Doctor Seducto. Doctor Seducto. Of course, Michael sure. made, made gave him the comic book version. <laughs> Sci-fi. <laughs> Copyright Michael Doctor McMillan, everybody. Doctor Seducto. <laughs> That's my supervillain. The spin-off from Adventure Van. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. 
Uh, anyway, thanks everybody for doing that. Uh, I want to thank Jen and I want to thank Kevin for joining us for another mailbag L files episode. Um, and, uh, thank you to our listeners. Uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, by the way, we did get a voicemail, um, and, and our listener got cut off and I'm sorry we didn't play the uh, message you sent us over email because it was 15 minutes long. So just remember if you, uh, we, we appreciate it. Oh, call back in, see if you can make it two minutes long. You got to edit it down just a little bit. Um, but please keep trying. And if you have a little thing, please call and leave a voicemail, but keep it tight. I know we ramble on this show, but we, we just don't have time to play all of those, uh, long, long messages. See if you can keep it just to two, three minutes and we will put it on the show for sure. He's talking about the only person that's ever <laughs> yeah, called. I know. Yeah. Now no one's going to do <laughs> thank it. Thank you so much for calling. But thank yeah, you for calling. We do appreciate on it. On a side note, thank you for sitting calling. in the yeah. studio just waiting by the phone. <laughs> but yeah, just trying to, trying to keep it tight. Tight, tight. What do they say in the biz, Jen? A tight five? been so long since i've been at that level of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> tight five tight ten tight, tight ten seven. um <clears throat> jen everything's tight jen do you have anything to plug coming up mm. well i'll be in dallas performing in the february great oh, I, man. i'm starting to roll out some tour dates so just go to my website okay jenkirkman.com get on the email list and you'll find out where she's at kevin anything you want to share plug anything to all my uh <laughs> dallas friends from growing up there go see jen kirkman <laughs> Nice. You don't waste your plug on me. Don't waste your plug on me. It's too late. They only give me one plug and I used it for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like your one phone call from jail. Uh, Riley, any Spindrift uh, dates coming up? Well, sticking with the Dallas theme, uh, we played there with two really awesome bands. One was called Pearl Earl. It was an all-girl band. They were awesome. Another one was called Acid Carousel. It was like a bunch of like 19, 20-year-olds just like losing their minds. Both excellent (laughs) bands from the Dallas-Denton area, so... Check out those two bands. Great. Awesome. Cool. I just want to thank the, uh, the people for writing in. We love uh, reading your emails, and uh, it forms a nice community for us here at the Bigfoot Collectors Great. Club, thank so thank you. you. And I'll put the voicemail number up on the uh, show notes. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you, guys. And, uh, again, Adventure Van issue uh, four comes out today. Uh, just try the Comixology app if your comic shop does not carry it. And issue five comes out uh, at the end of December. So please check those out. And Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. What's the number? It's 310-597-4803. 310-597-4803. It's a Beverly Hills you. extension. Ooh, that's right. Fancy. We're fancy Beverly Hills ghosts. Fancy boys living in Beverly Hills. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, We're going to actually keep Kevin to do a little bonus thing that we'll also put up on the Patreon. Kevin, you don't know about this, but it'll be real fun. You've never played Bullshit or Believe It, so you're going to play that with us, and we'll put that up as a uh, bonus thing. And uh, if you want to check out uh, my story about my weird Thanksgiving photos, that will also be up. If not today, it'll be this week. Um, So, yeah, check that out. Thanks, everybody. Cool. We'll see you next week here on the Bigfoot Collectors Club. We're waving goodbye. (laughs) Bye. From the top of the stairs. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club. 
and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.